What's up, everyone? This is Brian Ward, host of the Data Podcast, the podcast show for dads, about dads, being dads. I'm super excited that you're here and for the guests that I have on the show today. But before we get to the interview, if you have not yet subscribed to my show, please make sure you smash that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. Also, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel as well. The link is in the show notes. Now, let's get on with the show. Welcome to another episode of Dad Up, everyone. Thank you guys very much for joining me. I'm excited for my guest that I have on today. Um, we're going to get into a little bit of a back history about him, but Christopher Robbins, thank you very much for joining me, brother. Appreciate it. Thanks for inviting me. Um, for my listeners who may not know who you are, uh, let's dive into a little bit of back history about you, you know, kind of how you grew up and then obviously how you got into your CEO of uh, Familius Publishing. So I want to get, get into that. So a little bit of back history about you. And then obviously this is a dad podcast. So I want to hear about your family as well. Sure. Well, I'm, I'm first a husband uh, to a wonderful wife and have the father of nine children, uh, six, oh, sons, wow. six, six boys and three girls and uh, ages uh, 30 through 12. Um, so that's, it's, it's been quite a ride. Uh, I, I, I have a company called Familius. It's a book publishing company. Our, the mission is to help families be happy. And so we do books that, that lean into that idea. I've been in publishing since 1992 and uh, grew up in Utah, loved backpacking, fly fishing. I'm playing a number of instruments and, you know, anything that's adventurous or just uh, unique or fun to do, I'm, I'm there. And I've tried to help my children explore the world around them in the same way and help it be a little bit better than it is. Awesome. Uh, wow. Nine kids. Okay. <laughs> that's a, uh, that's a balancing act in itself uh, on top of, you know, trying to run a company. Uh, I have two boys, both, you know, they're both grown uh, 23 and 20, but you've got quite a range there in ages. Um, <laughs> how do you yeah. balance all that? I mean, yeah, well, I don't think you do balance it. First, I'd like to know if, if nine kids is, if I have the record for the most kids as a dad on your podcast. Uh, yes. Yes, you do. All right. That is the right. <laughs> I win. I win. I don't know what the prize is, but I win. I, I don't think you can, you can balance, you know, every, I've, I found that with nine kids that every child comes to you completely prepackaged. Um, they are, you think, well, they, they must be similar because of coming from the same parents, but they're, they're radically not. Um, and so it, it, I can see that you've got best coach ever. Uh, you know, you have to learn to coach to the player, right? You have to learn who that player is. You have to learn how to coach to the player. And it's, and sometimes we succeed and sometimes we fail. And we, what we try in one doesn't necessarily work on the other one. Um, but it's, it's, been a, it, it's been a great joy. It's, uh, you know, your, a family is your greatest joy. And having those kids is just a constant source of entertainment. And, and it's not just, you know, we've had nine kids, uh, five left one came back for just a short period of time he's with us right now but when i come home there's still nine or ten people here because the younger ones bring their friends and and they're in their fridge they're at the dinner table they're and i just sometimes they'll come in and my kids won't even be here but there's still be four or five kids from the neighborhood now what are you doing here right well you have food <laughs> so anyway it's great that's awesome. Um, now, did they all play sports? I mean, my boys played sports. That's why I have best coach ever. I coached, uh, you know, all their teams all the way up through, even through high school. Um, they Were they involved in sports and all that? You know, I come from a, an athletic family and a musical family. My my dad was uh, was a, a terrific athlete. He played football and uh, 
Nordic uh, combined scheme for the University of Utah. Uh, my mother was uh, a musical prodigy and uh, performed in New York and, and had her own television show. Um, so we, we, we both have athletics and we have sports. Uh, so people say, you know, you have a baseball team, but we also have an orchestra. Um, so yeah, we, we've, we've done a lot of sports. Uh, my older ones, you know, did quite a bit of wrestling football. Um, and then as we went along, uh, it, when you get that many kids, it becomes a lot harder to have, um, organized sports, uh, that you pay for and you're actually driving them around. And so, um, it's slowed down, but yet we constantly engage in sports. So like yesterday, uh, we had some neighbors over and we have a volleyball net in our front yard and we were playing volleyball uh, or we're throwing the baseball around or something like that. I also, you know, make sure that we time, take time in the outdoors. I, I, I just, uh, last Saturday took my daughter, my last child, uh, she's 12. We, I took her to a fly fishing camp and she and I, I helped her learn how to, to develop that skill because it's something I really love. And uh, three of my nine kids, two girls, one boy have fallen in love with fly fishing. And so that's, that's a lot of fun, but we also play instruments. And so, you know, every child has had to learn uh, an instrument um, in addition to the piano, they all play the piano. And we also have a cellist, a violinist, violist, guitarist. So that's uh, you want them to be well-rounded. You want them to, to, you know, be able to take skills with them for their entire life. Yeah. Uh, well, that's cool. You know, I can imagine nine kids, especially if they're, you know, playing sports or whatnot, the difficulties of trying to uh, maneuver through practices and getting them to their practices and their games and all that kind of stuff. I mean, you and your wife uh, were able to manage that as, as well as you could. Um, were there times where you just couldn't obviously be at everything? Because, you know, for me, it was important to be at everything, but I only had two boys. So I can imagine that there's going to be somebody that's going to be missing out on having, you know, a parent or family member there. Um, how did you manage that? Well, again, you, you, you do your best and forget the rest. So um, we, you know, like with my second son, um, I picked him up every day from his football practice and drove him home and, and he uh, played the same album every time. And so I listened to it like uh, over, uh, over a thousand times. It, it almost ruined it for me. It was Cat Stevens, T for the Tiller Man, which I think is one of the greatest albums ever written. It almost ruined it for me. But but I would go to every game, right? But then as the more and more came, it was harder. So for example, just last week, um, our, our sixth son had a choir concert. Uh, at the same time, my fourth son and I are in a musical Into the Woods. Well, I can't beat a ball. So Michelle took care of the choir concert. I took care of into the woods. And, and so we, we've had to divide and conquer a lot of the time and, and that's been okay. You know, we, we can't always do everything, but we, they know that we support them. Um, but we do our very best to, to make sure that, that we can, if we can. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, did you coach anything? Were you able to coach any other sports? Yeah, I did. You know, I, um, I grew up um, in the, and as, as a diver, um, so I, I dove oh, in the Olympics and dove all the way up till I was about to go to college and had some scholarship offers and decided that I didn't want to do that anymore. After so long, you kind of get burned out. Right. Um, but yeah, I coached diving and then um, I coached, uh, I just coached soccer and, and those, are always, <laughs> those are always just really fun experiences. Right. And, uh, you know, I, 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 uh, my focus was not so much on unwinning is just having fun with the kids and, and we did have a lot of fun stuff so, yeah that's good yeah. also involved in scouting you know i uh, um 
uh, five of the six boys uh, earned their Eagle Scout Award, and the sixth has completed everything except for two months of, of time. Uh, my dad was Eagle Scout. I was Eagle Scout. So that's that's been another great uh, opportunity in our family to to just focus on the skill sets of scouting. Well, that's cool. That's, a, I mean, that's another great area or way to bond with, uh, you know, our kids, not just through sports, but scouts is, is another a great opportunity to just, you know, for a father and son to kind of get together and, and do the things that are involved in scouts. Um, I was a scout as well. I didn't get the Eagle Scout, but I was a scout as well. Um, and my, my older son was involved in scouts. My boys just kind of gravitated towards sports. Uh, and one of the ways that I wanted to be involved as a dad is, you know, I figured since I've got to take them to all the practices, I got to take them to the games and I, and I get to watch their games and all that, I might as well get involved. And so that's why I did. It's funny when my older son was about to play little league, he was uh, just about to be four. Uh, and I went to, to the table to sign him up. Didn't know anything about sports or about coaching anyways. Uh, and <laughs> the, the guy at the table said, uh, Hey, you consider coaching, um, helping out on the team. And I said, no, I, I I've never coached. And he goes, he goes, dude, they're four. All you got to do is teach, teach them to throw and hit and run bases. They're going to be playing with the grass and, and, you know, all that other sort of stuff. So just, uh, just, just help them out with the basics. You'll be fine. And I'll never forget it. Christopher, I was driving to the first game our very first game, we'd had several practices, our very first game. And I was telling my wife how nervous I was because it was my first game as a head coach, not knowing what to expect. And back then, yeah, back then there wasn't as many um, resources to look up, you know, how to coach and all that stuff. Now there's, they're all over the place, but I did what I could on researching and stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, over 20 years of coaching um, sports uh, all the way up through high school um, was the greatest joy uh, part, you know, it was the greatest joy of my life of just being able to spend time with them and, and kind of, uh, help them learn. My younger son got a scholarship playing basketball at, in college. So, um, it's just, just a really, really cool part of my life that I really enjoyed. Um, I'm now retired. I just retired a couple months ago. I, I gave up coaching for good, but, uh, um, my older son, my younger son's a going to about to be a junior in college. And I was still coaching at the high school level. And I figured, you know, over 20 years, it's time to uh, focus in other areas of my life. And um, so I, I retired, but um, yeah, something that I'm proud that I did and, and got my boys and I just a chance to uh, bond together. So really cool, really cool. I, I wanted to ask you about Familia. So um, what, what made you kind of start that? Um, was that something you were always interested in? I mean, how did you, how did you start the company? What, what drove you to start that company? Well, um, so entrepreneurship is part of my DNA, but um, books have always been a major part of my life. Every gift I was ever given from the time I was a, a child from my grandparents, both sides, was a book. And so I fell in love with books and might have been destiny that I was named Christopher Robbins and maybe <laughs> be in the book business. But um, so, you know, I, I, I just you kind of just get into things, right? And you get into book publishing or and writing and and it, it, you're it's kind of like a river your career just kind of takes you places but um i i had i had managed a couple of other companies i had run a company called gibbs smith uh, which was a great company it is a great company i ran it for 16 years and when the great recession hit in 20, 2007 to 2012 um, i had to really work hard to keep that company alive and uh, by the time i was done i just i just kind of was burned out there and I had this idea, well, I just, 
walked out my kitchen door one day and I just kind of had this, it wasn't a vision, but I kind of had this vision of this company that uh, was in the book industry, took advantage of some of the disruption that happened because of, of the, of the recession and um, was focused on something that, that mattered to me. So as I had published books over 20 years, um, they were usually high-end design, high-end cooking, architecture, uh, things that I enjoyed. And my kids wanted, so my kids said to me, why don't you ever publish a book that we'd actually read? Like, oh, okay, well, so maybe I ought to do that. So so in, in uh, 2012, in February, oh, actually January of 2012, I began the process in February 15th of 2012, I launched Familius with the whole objective of doing books that help families be happy. And so that, that, Again, we do a lot of parenting books. We do book, children's books, board books, interactive board books, um, and gift books. And, and the whole idea is just, it, you know, we don't take ourselves so seriously that every single book is just a hard-hitting book about how to help the family be better. But we think, you know, the family that eats together stays together. So we have cookbooks. You know, the family that reads together stays together. And we have these 10 habits of, of happy families and, you know, love together, work together, learn together, uh, eat together, play together. Um, and so the books all fall within those those ideas and those habits, and we believe that if you if you cultivate those, that you're just going to have a happier family. And and so I think the world is so distraught and so anxious, and and, and it's just challenging. And I just wanted to do something that mattered. So I guess I'm a I'm a I'm a social I'm a social uh, a social entrepreneur. I, I try to do good in the world and still make money do it, doing it. <laughs> So that's where but, I are. And it's been you know, good. We've been five go years in a row, one of the fastest growing uh, independent presses in the country. That's awesome. Um, I wanted to ask you though, you know, as, as I've gotten into kind of the podcast world and especially, you know, revolving around being a good parent, um, you know, I'm doing it now for about two and a half years. And I've noticed just in the last two and a half years, a lot more parenting books are starting to, to surface. Um, if, if parents, parents kind of had this idea of maybe writing a, a parenting book or maybe a children's book, um, what would be your recommendations to them? If they're wanting to get into it, wanting to look into it, um, but really don't have any means of how to go about it, what, what would be your advice to them? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, it, it, it's interesting because, you know, not everybody thinks they can be a, a musician because they may or may not. Uh, have know how to play an instrument, but or be an athlete. But everyone thinks it can be a book writer because they can actually pick up a pencil and start writing. Um, my first recommendation is if you want to be a writer, you want to publish a book. Well, if it's in a particular genre, whether it's mystery or romance or children's books, children's fiction books, or 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 just you know general fiction, you know, or a parenting book, go read, go research the best hundred books in that category and read them all. That will be the best way to understand what it is you're gonna be doing. Then next, you know, make sure that you have some kind of platform because there's lots of ideas in the world, lots of ideas how to be a good parent, but it really helps to have a platform that you can leverage to help people know that your book or your ideas exist. So it could be your po- a good podcast that has a strong following or other social media, um, avenues that you've leveraged that can help. Um, and then, you know, just, so that's always the best thing. So then once you, you have that and you've got a good platform and you, and you know what you're going to create and, and the best thing is to create an outline, don't write the whole book yet, just write an outline and a pitch and, and begin working with 
find the publishers who do that type of content. I can't begin to tell you how many times I receive a submission from content that we would never, ever even think about publishing because it doesn't align with our mission. And so you can research companies. And if you look at those hundred books, there's going to be somebody that some one of those publishers that, you know, leans into that, that idea that's most similar to yours. Well, that's, that's who you should start targeting as companies like that. And then just get involved in conferences. There's lots of, lots of writing conferences, lots of children's uh, writing conferences around the country and the individual States. And those are great ways to network and, and, uh, and, and have a group, you know, critique your work and constantly improve it. Publishing is a trade. It's a trade like, like any other trade that we used to be journey. You know, you'd have an apprenticeship and you'd learn. It's something you have to constantly work at to be better and better at. So uh, those are a few ideas I'd recommend. All right. That, well, those are great points. Um, and uh, I wanted to ask you, though, on, on when it comes to Familius, what separates Familius from other publishing companies? What, why should, uh, if somebody wants to look at, you know, aligning with a publishing company, why would they choose yours over another one? A couple of things um, are, uh, so I'd say number one is the mission. So I've never found anyone who said that they didn't want to have a happy family. So, right. So uh, that, that mission is very um, intriguing to people. And so they, they like it, they get involved in it. Uh, second is the quality of the book. I mean, even if you look at our end sheets, our end sheets are full color end sheets, are always uh, designed. We really take pride in making sure the book is an, is an art piece that they, you know, it's not just a consumable. And third, I think it's important to understand that familiar, you know, people have in, in some ways, uh, different sides of the aisle have weaponized this idea of family. And familius is, is a, is a, well, I'm a religious person. Familius is not a religious company. Familius publishes books that will help families be happy, regardless of what kind of family you have. We just want people to have good habits in their family. We want people to respect each other and love each other and forgive each other and spend time with each other and learn together and work and serve together. And so that's, that's what I think sets Familius apart is, is that we are, we're a company that targets families, but across the board, we want people to be happy. Yeah, no, that's great. It's a great mission for your company. Um, something that, that people would obviously love to align with if, if they're looking to getting into uh, writing some sort of either children's book or, or parenting uh, a book. So uh, that's awesome. Kind of going back to your parenting style though. What kind of, um, what kind of, uh, uh, I guess, lessons that you learned from your own parents? Now, obviously, you've been a parent for a while now, and you've got some experience as a parent. But were there any lessons that you took from your own parents that maybe you you use now as a parent, or maybe you, there were lessons that you didn't use or chose not to kind of incorporate into your parenting style? Yeah, I'm sorry, you froze for me for a second. If you'll, oh. if you'll just repeat. Yeah. Um, so what kind of lessons did you take uh, from your own parents that you now incorporate into your parenting style? Or maybe there were yeah. things that you did, you know, yeah. you choose, you know, that's not the route I'm going to choose for my kids. So I'm going to go a different route. Um, well, you know, um, I come from a broken home. My parents mm. divorced, uh, separated when I was four, and I think divorced when I was five. And both of them remarried. And uh, I was very fortunate to have my parents, who I love deeply, uh, marry people who were better partners <laughs> for them than their than their original spouse. And uh, my stepfather raised me. 
And he he spent more nights out under the stars on a bedroll on the Arizona Strip than he'd ever did in a room. He didn't have electricity until he was 16 years old. Hmm. And uh, and he, you know, he was a rancher. And uh, I learned how to work from him. I mean, I learned how to love work, you know, just to create and build things. Um, so that was tremendous value there. And that he spent time, he loved me. Uh, my father, um, he, and, and all of them, all but my stepmother have all passed away now. My father just died two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. um, my my mother, you know, her parenting style, you know, was, you know, just loving beautiful things around, you know, seeing beauty and being able to communicate that beauty to me. Uh, my father was also a hard worker. My stepmother was is tremendously positive. She's always positive. Uh, that's a great attribute. So what's my parenting style? Well, obviously, I'm a hard worker. Obviously, I try to be positive, optimistic. Um, I try to enjoy the beauty around me and share that with others. Um, but, you know, w- what I do with my kids, in, is in not every, you know, not every parent has their own style. But my, my kids know that I have some little phrases. You know, they'll say, Dad, I can't do this problem. I need you to help me with this problem. And I'll say, and I know that we've already taught them how to solve this problem. Right. We've given them the foundation. We've given them the skill sets. And I'll say, hey, I need you to I need you to pretend that there is no one here to solve this problem. But you and your life depends upon solving this problem. And I bet you can solve this problem. And, you know, they can usually solve the problem. Right. So we always give them the help. We try to make sure that they have a foundation. So the other thing I'll say is I try to teach correct principles and let them govern themselves. Um, we're not necessarily afraid of our children making mistakes. We're, we're, we don't like them to make really big, tragic mistakes. Our, my son made a big one just this last, uh, last two days ago. He is a scuba diver and many other things as an adrenaline junkie. And he, he made a mistake in his calculation uh, in his time underwater and, his, and, and, and in his uh, elevation. And uh, he was put into a, a decompression chamber uh, for mm. For about 10 hours because he had the bends he had decompression sickness because he didn't pay attention to something really important and so you know we try to avoid those catastrophic mistakes but um and he's doing better um but the point is is you know i i I said don't ever judge a man by his youth right we all make mistakes and your kids they got to make them and you got to you just got to make sure that they at least make them intelligently that they know what they're doing right so I try to teach them the principles and then let's see what they do. And then hopefully, it, oh, I know why dad said not to do this. Or I know why dad said to do it this way. And my stepfather used to do this for me. We'd do this job. And by the time I was about three-fourths done, he'd say, hey, would you like to know an easier way to do that? <laughs> and he did that because he wanted me to, to experience how hard it was to do it one way so I could appreciate doing it a different way. So I don't know if I'm yeah. a great father or a horrible father. I'm probably somewhere in between. I love my kids. I want them to be successful. I want them to do good in the world. And we do the best we can. I, I, if anybody's listening, I'll tell you one thing that I know works. And besides just loving your kids, love them, love them, love them. No matter what, just love them. But is take time to have family dinner. If you can have family dinner together and sit around that table, it's kind of like the family boardroom. There's a lot mm. that can happen there. Yeah. Um, I, I'd love that. I, th- I think it's super important. I mean, obviously, it's us being intentional with our families. 
uh, not just with our kids, but with our spouses, um, just us being intentional with them. Uh, the family dinners are obviously a great opportunity to do that. Uh, the other opportunity that you have uh, with your kids uh, is are the car rides, right? I mean, we're taking them to sporting events or maybe we're going on family vacations. Those car rides, uh, I've talked about it many times on my show, you know, they're stuck in a car, in a box with you. So uh, those are great opportunities to not only um, bond with your kids or with your spouse, but just have open dialogue, communication, talking, um, just kind of sharing moments or maybe talking about things or issues that may be going on or maybe there's, you know, whatever it is, uh, the car rides are another great opportunity. So um, I, I think those are great lessons teaching our kids that, uh, hey, it's okay to make mistakes. Um, we learn through those mistakes and um, we maneuver for that, through them to get better as, as human beings. And I think for us as parents, it's important to know that, hey, it's okay for our kids to make mistakes, allow them to make mistakes and be there as their guide, as their support system. I've told my boys their entire lives, I don't care what you do wrong or what you didn't do. Uh, the fact is I'm going to be your teammate through this whole process uh, until the end. So I'm here to support you. I'm on your side and I will give you guidance and support and love uh, as much as you need me to be there for you. Um, so I, I have always told my boys that we've always had that kind of uh, level of uh, communication and openness between, between each other. So um, it's great that you're doing that, especially with nine kids. Holy cow. <laughs> uh, so you've, you've, you're dealing with uh, not only uh, a wide range of ages, but you're dealing with a wide range of personalities too. Obviously, some are going to be like the others, but for the most part, their personalities are all going to be different. Uh, and you're having to try to maneuver that as a parent. So um, kudos to you <laughs> and your wife. <laughs> if you have that many kids, you can expect something almost every day. As my, I used to get phone calls. My wife would say, I'm calling to let you know that everything's okay but we are in an ambulance and are in the, on the way to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. All right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, I've, I've had not, not quite ambulance, but I've had a few calls where it's, you know, it's been pretty, I, my older son at one point when he was a high, in high school, got rear-ended really bad coming home from school, driving home from school. And uh, he was fine, but it was one of those conversations that, you know, he had to, he didn't have a cell phone on him. So he had to use the police officer's cell phone to call me. Uh, and it's kind of, you're in panic mode all of a sudden, because you want to make sure your, your child's okay. And they're being cared for, but, um, yeah, <laughs> I can understand those moments, uh, are scary for a parent. Um, well, really cool. Christopher, if my listeners wanted to look you up, learn a little bit more about you, maybe learn a little bit more about, uh, Familius, what's the best place for them to do that? Yeah, honestly, the best place is to go to familius.com. That would be F-A-M-I-L-I-U-S.com. It's just a play on the Latin family. Um, and uh, go there. There's uh, there's tremendous resources. There's a wonderful blog. Or we have a podcast. There's a lot of book content. And, and of course, you can learn about the Familius family and, and who we are and what we try to do. And if you have a great idea and you think it's worthwhile and you've got a nice platform, you can always send that to bookideas at familius.com. And uh, we respond only to those that we think that we are, that we're sincerely interested in because we receive thousands of submissions and we, there's no way we can possibly respond to every single one, but you're always welcome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, listen, Christopher, uh, thank you very much for joining me on the show today. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day. Um, I look forward to uh, watching, you know, Familias kind of grow into uh 
doing the things that it's doing and, and continue to grow further and helping people out out there uh, become public or become authors. Um, so it's really cool that you're, what you're doing and uh, appreciate you being on the show, my friend. Hey, thank you. You have an awesome day and, and uh, best of luck with your family. Thank you very much. Thank you guys very much for joining me on another episode of Dad Up. I appreciate my guest, Christopher Robbins, for being on the show with me today. Uh, make sure you guys are checking out uh, Familius website. If you're interested in writing a book or have an idea, reach out to them. Um, and if you have something that they're interested in, in kind of pursuing, then they'll reach it back out to you. But make sure you guys are checking out what uh, Familius is doing. They're doing great things over there. Um, and obviously, as always, make sure you guys are subscribing to my show, not only my podcast, on iTunes, Spotify, all those places, but also to my YouTube channel. Make sure you're subscribing there. Would love to hear your feedback on the show. And like always, I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Dad Up. Thanks so much for listening to the episode. Make sure you guys subscribe to my podcast and YouTube channel. And please do me a favor, leave a rating and a review. Would love to hear from you and see what you think of the show. Stay tuned for more exciting episodes each week. Until next time, thank you for listening to the Data Podcast. <laughs>